The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I am Stefan Ward-Wheaton, executive producer and uh, sometime uh, panelist, but currently (laughs) taking the catbird seat while Mike Dow is away. And here with me is Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Our stalwart panelist (laughs) and... uh, Reliable. (laughs) And principled conservative thinker on the show. And also Dr. Roberts here. Manning the board for us, yes, and the, and the uh, and also manning our social media and internet presence. And by the way, if you want to reach out to us for any reason, you can do so. Uh, we are on Facebook and Twitter, Facebook.com/slash/CivilPoliticsRadio, Twitter.com. You can find us at CivilPoliticsFM. And uh, we cross-post uh, between those two sites, so you can look for live updates as we uh, for material that we talk about during the show on both Facebook and Twitter. And for classic episodes, and also, uh, you can hashtag us, uh, or follow our hashtag, rather. You can hashtag us, but if you'd like to follow our hashtag, Civil References is our aggregated, uh, trustworthy news source that's been vetted by different members of our squad during the show when these two talk about some weird thing i'm going to look it up and then it'll be on twitter or in facebook with the hashtag civil references so we source our things live during the show and you do that even when we're wrong so it's like liar oh right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did i say civil politics i meant civil references civil, <laughs> hashtag civil hashtag references, civil references. Uh, you can me. follow no, that during the show um so because uh, i am updating live while they're talking and you can if you want to uh, read those references after the show, then they will be on the website along with the new episode. Indeed. And that website is civilpoliticsradio.com, which is our archive of previous shows and is kind of our headquarters. And uh, also, if you want to email us feedback for any reason, you can do so at our email address, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. So thanks for joining us here on the program. Sue, it's been a jam-packed week. (laughs) You're not kidding. We had a State of the Union address. Uh, We've had a memo leakage (laughs) just as of today that's been taking up the news. I don't even know. Where do you want to begin? Oh, man, are you asking me? I was hoping you would have some place you wanted to start. Uh, Well, do you want want to sort of do a – I mean, the State of the Union was the big – that was kind of the big news of the week. And so. there's a million little, I got uh, 13 or 14 or 16 things that he said in there that made me stop and write them down. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, he's, it's he, a bunch of different uh, you know, media organizations, newspapers, uh, media, news outlets, if you will, have kind of gone to work on it yeah. and, um, and have, have put it to some fact check. There's been some, uh, there's been some allegations of... Uh, you know, uh, it sort of juked stats. I think oh yes, he does. Instead or, of ninety percent, it's it's almost a hundred percent. Right. Or that s- ISIS is driven out of Iraq, and yeah. <laughs> right. 
Um, I haven't seen anything that is a sort of bald face lie that sticks out as being like obviously. Uh, yeah, it was actually more completely... mu- 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 a little muted yeah. compared to some of his speeches. I think I think his script his somebody wrote s- it. His writers yeah. were, were were very circumspect and and interestingly, it seemed like they didn't give him a lot of room to use hyperbole or to exaggerate. Or he or didn't to... take it because sometimes he goes right off script. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. <laughs> sort of the uh oh, here we go. Uh, I think the big claim as far as uh, sort of domestic policy was that. Uh, was the was how job growth has been doing, and in fairness, good numbers today too. It is true. Yeah, we've uh, two hundred over two hundred thousand. I think. I think that's right. Um, the, the context, I believe, is that the uh, is that that is kind of well, certainly liberals and people on the left, I think, would say that that is a continuation of the Obama of the policy. Obama policy, you know, the Obama regime, and you know, the first year of the president's term. It's tough to take credit for any economic trends because that's more of a long-term cyclical Do you remember when uh, Bush W. Bush uh, came in and the first thing he said is we're headed into a recession and it's Clinton's fault? I don't know if you remember that, but he wasn't even, he was like the day of his inauguration. And everybody's like, what? We've just had the hugest boom. And it was true that it did really soften as he came into office. But, you know. Trump's speech, his, his ratings are up. So I guess it was a good speech. Yeah, you know, I mean, we give, Presidents and their approval rating, especially, often kind of lives and dies by the you know the economic trends. Like James Carville said, it's the economy stupid. But the the relationship between policy as the president as the executive office can kind of promulgate it, and actual economic impact is very. It's difficult. It's years sometimes. It's years, and it's very indirect. And really, what Congress does has has a much greater uh, impact on the economy, but. Congress but, is, yeah. you know, 535 people. I was going to say, though, when you tell people they can drill for, um, was it vanadium and something else in Bears Ears uh, National oh, Monument, right, right. and you open it up and the date to start to put your bids in is like three weeks from now, that does kind of jumpstart the economy. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? You can really plunder quickly. Well, exactly. I mean, this there's a lot of... Is that a uh, pejorative term? I the, guess. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a... There, that, I think, has been a big legacy is the uh, of this first year is the rollback of, of environmental protections. Yeah. You know, both kind of long contested ones like in Alaska and also just national parks here and there. Oh, and the coal, the whole coal and, you know, right. self-reliant energy. I yeah, mean, and he's still pushing coal, yeah. even though the coal industry is still stagnating and doesn't really show any many signs of turning around just because of structural factors. I mean, natural gas and oil and other forms of energy are just, it's very tough for coal to compete. So it's, I know that was kind of his campaign. Well, he doesn't rhetoric, want to but... seem to be changing his mind, right? He just wants to keep pounding it. Somebody, I, where I forget where I heard this, so I probably shouldn't even mention it, but they were saying that actually what may happen is that China, even though they're doing so much wind and solar and, and trying to get away from polluting, they need a lot of coal, and it is possible that our coal miners will start getting coal for China to yeah. export, and it's like... Oh. How ironic. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> as long as the air pollution stays over there, I'm just kidding. Well, that's not that's not a given. If you yeah. look at how uh, wind Port California bring, comes right across, right? Right, yeah, across the Pacific Ocean, so... Um, 
but the stock, you know, the stock market has continued to boom. Although until today, until today, <laughs> it dropped what six hundred sixty-six points. I think it's the memo that did that. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. Yeah, all a lot of the papers. You know, we were talking about truth last week and how you say things sometimes is right. And and a lot of the, the newspapers and the um, news outlets, not papers really. Um, I saw Dow drops over six hundred and fifty points. Instead of putting the real number in there, and then somebody put the real number in there, and I said, I wonder why they're putting in 666, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so perfect, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's like when they did that picture of Dukakis in the red pickup truck during the presidential run. You wouldn't remember it. But there was a whole series of Joe the Liar, which were advertisements about this guy who lied, and he would be in the back of a red pickup truck. And they, they put the ad across in Time Magazine across from Dukakis's ad oh. just so you would look at the Make Joe the Liar. Yeah, and then there's, you know, Dukakis in the back of a red pickup truck. Yeah, it was those go. things, you know, they're not subliminal, but they're – you know they can they can put a picture of somebody who's not the criminal right next to it and right. and you don't know which person it is that's actually a criminal and well uh, speaking as a denizen of internet culture oh, that's that's, that's a meme yeah that's <laughs> like a proto meme right there you know you sort of have an image or an idea and you reformulate it based on context and yeah. you it's you know it's almost like a a visual joke yeah. you know it's like uh, it, there's a punchline that you keep returning yeah. to yeah so well, and artists do that really well to criticize the culture that they're in. They do it in a, you know, right. a, a exactly. more refined way. So I just thought that was interesting that that's what, the, that's what some of the financial papers were running with was the Dow yeah, Drops. Yeah, rather six, restrained, six, six, six. I think, <laughs> of them. Maybe they didn't want that headline, yeah. those, three, those three numbers together. But. Yeah, and for people that don't know what we're talking about, that's a um, demon-esque. The, the, the mark of the beast. <laughs> it's the I mark of the beast, the... so... <laughs> is the term of it but um so much to go over in that uh, state yeah, of the union there really is, well, it was the what, the long wasn't it one of the longest in recent history i think only clinton beat him by like nine minutes and clinton had <laughs> almost a third again as many words which is interesting i was surprised huh. by that because clinton's not a fast talker true that's, yeah it's interesting yeah they would they had a little chart and they were showing us like oh how did clinton get all those words in and only took nine minutes more Wow. What was no? Was that ninety six or was that? Uh, I think it was his first one. Oh, his I, first ninety ninety three. Yeah, probably. Is that right? I because um, the first year they don't do a State of the Union, right? They because they just came in. Right. Right. And then they do it. They do something. Okay, so ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure of that though. So. One of them. One <laughs> of them back in the nineties. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's true. The ice. His sort of uh, pivot for foreign policy was how ISIS is essentially uh, been all but neutralized driven out of <laughs> and then they what did they get in um, Iraq they they just got a couple of things they just bombed a couple of things in Iraq I think yeah well Iraq uh, ISIS has kind of had a helmet, is it the Helmand pro province where they're back helmet, Helmand province he very very well could be yeah. um, I'm sorry, ISIS has had kind of a stronger hold in Iraq than in Syria in part because the areas of Syria that they controlled were a lot more were kind of like the desert outback area of Syria, whereas Iraq they had sort of like actual Mosul, cities and stuff. And yeah, they had more of a hold. Once they got uh, kicked out of Raqqa in northern Syria, it was kind of the beginning of the end for them. So, fair, in fairness, they have driven you know over the last year and a half, they have driven them back out of all the 
you know, right. caliphate that they had. Although I should I should point out, I, you know, uh, I mean, Trump really makes this seem like it's direct U.S. action, but in fact. This is the product of a lot of Russians and Syrians. And well, yeah, these <laughs> and especially the Kurds in northern Syria, oh, yes, who were the, right. basically the ground troops that were supported with um, U.S. Air Force kind of bombs. Yep. Um, I don't uh, the the bombing in Iraq. Um, there was a twin suicide bombing in Baghdad. It was Baghdad itself. Yeah, uh, you'll see that on the facebook yeah. soon yeah i saw a piece and i you know i don't always take all the notes i should because we do other yeah. things <laughs> it's almost i mean i hate i hate how it's almost not even news anymore oh it, it, it really you know it's been 15 years of almost 15 years since you know i remember what 2003 i remember the announcement i was in school at the time oh I was yeah in, like middle school basically or uh. ninth grade or i think it was ninth grade at the time and and you know the, uh, our instructor put on the TV and we stopped what we were doing and watched George W. Bush basically announce that there that was we going were to be an invasion. Yeah. I, was, I can't believe it's been almost 15 years. Yeah. And, and still. You know, and we're, we're still there. It's still the And mor- Afghanistan, the, too. Right. The, the great morass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was... Uh, I, I thought it was interesting how he, he on, in terms of sort of domestic culture issues, he sort of soft-pedaled. He, he struck a conciliatory note a little, you know, a little bit in terms of, uh, yeah, protect, protecting every religion, color, and creed, although I note that you put, <laughs> he didn't put sexual preference, uh, women or sexual identity. Yeah. Um, it was a very short list. Usually that list is about seven items. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's interesting because the religion, color, and creed part, those are sort of the older <laughs> yeah. rights yeah. Uh, struggles that it, are... It might have been race, religion, color, and creed, but I I was writing pretty quick, so I was like, what? Yeah, I'll have to go back and, and yeah, look at the exact Yeah, we can one. sort out what he actually listed, but religion was was probably the first one because that's been his big... Right, um, yeah, his sort. That's, that's the pillar of his support in many yeah. ways, um, is heavily religious Americans. Yeah. Um, Paid family leave surprised me. He mentioned that he was going to promote that. Um, to protect our citizens of every background, color, religion, and creed. Thank you, Dr. Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> the truth. And it's sort of, I mean, on one hand, that's kind, that's the sort of bromide that politicians either, hand though. out. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said color. So. Yeah. I guess no. I'm not gonna. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> hold, hold me back. I, no, I'm just like. Well, he said, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like it was the '50s, and that we'd just gotten a TV set, and people would say stuff like that. Yeah. You know? well, well, it seems to have bumped his the TV polling was black at and least white. slightly. Yeah, um, I saw one that was 49, but that was. 40, um, oh yeah. They averaged them all together, but it did bump. He has bumped up a little bit. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've looked at five five thirty eight is sort of my go to for aggregate po- oh, yes. polling yep. aggregation. Rasmussen, that's um, the one who had him. At Rasmussen 49. reports are another good. Also, <laughs> real, real clear politics do some, although they don't weight polls in the same way. So sometimes I think you get a little more of a volatile reading yeah. from RCP. But yeah, and I saw Rasmussen because I was on RCP, real real clear politics, because they show a lot of different ones. So you really get a sense that the Newsmax one has them at ninety, and the yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. Huffington is that Post has them at zero. Certain polls have a lean, 
one yeah. way or another. And within the business, that lean is well known. But it's also very easy to cherry pick individual polls and say, "Look, look at this." You know, <laughs> but you got to place it in context. First of all, even if it's, if it's a great polling outfit, it's only one poll. Yeah. And statistically, it's you know, polling is improved by doing many different tries. Um, and, and it's getting harder to do to reach people who actually talk to you. Yeah, and exactly. There's so many more different media, and you know, whether you use landline and cell phone or just cell phone or just landline, you can get very different results. Uh, as someone that used to do um, phone surveys, oh, uh, th- there there are certain surveys that have to be done um, on a randomized basis, and if you uh, if you have like cell phones, like. You can carry them anywhere. If I move to Alaska, then I'll still have uh, my my four one three area code phone number. Right. So uh, when you get, especially with um, the governmental uh, surveys, you need to randomize the the phone numbers. So you put in the area code, you know where it is, you know exactly where they live, and then uh, you also use the transfer number, and then you can random randomize the rest. And as we were doing those, sometimes we would get pay phones. Sometimes we would get businesses. Oh, um, interesting. Uh, but you have to be careful not to get cell phones. That's one of the first questions because if you where are you exactly? Yeah. There, there's no way. There's no way to verify where that where that person is. That's why I carry a cell phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people are getting very. They don't pick up the phone. They don't want to be polled. Oh God, no! It's very know? true. Yeah. And yeah. so, what do you do when you have fifty people in a row that hang up or, yeah? You almost get fired. <laughs> you almost. Because <laughs> it's your fault. That's well, no I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I could tell you stories. I mean, I was, I actually was a, a refusal converter, so I got the people that um, said I don't want to talk to you. Oh, that's a week fun. later. Who did, you, oh. who did you? Who? How did you get them mad enough to give you that job? Oh, I, <laughs> I got a lot of conversions. Oh, good. All right then. That's <laughs> why you've helped in the station here because you converted <laughs> a lot of people that were. Well, that's that's the thing. Like you have to make make sure that you have accurate information, which is going mm-hmm. back to the polling thing. Uh, we did polling as well, and you have to make sure that you know that where the person is, that you know, um, that you're that they're telling the truth in some cases, and you have to. Make sure that they uh, fit into the poll that you're looking for. If they're not an African American and you're looking for African American opinions, then you have to make sure that they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only go by like what they tell you. But still, yeah. So, um, sorry, I can, Interesting. I can just yeah. go on about that. No, but that's the problem with polling. I mean, that's it's really the intensive. devil is in the details. Well, and you need really good people who will, you know stay working there which obviously genre has escaped so yeah <laughs> and we're glad of that uh, one of the the jokes that we had uh was um uh someone went into the hr office and they uh and hr was like well we need to hire more people and they said well my friend can if my friend needs a job it, um what are you looking for and they they said do they have hands yes <laughs> do they have a pulse yes bring them in yep okay. yeah. <laughs> there you are yeah that's how the sausage gets made, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I did think it was interesting. The, the Washington Post was fact-checking um, this speech, uh, or and uh, they pointed out that the, the Trump tax cut is actually, you know, he, he claimed it was, this was sort of one of the ones he, they dinged him for, yeah. was that he claimed it, it was the biggest uh, tax cuts. Uh, well, the quote was, uh, 
Just as I promised the American people from this podium 11 months ago, we enacted the biggest tax cuts and reform in American history. It's a bit of a sentence fragment, but I think he gets his point across. Um, and, but it's actually Not it's quite small. I think, yeah. what did they say? It was, uh, po- it, the Trump tax cut constitutes 0.9% of GDP, which compares to 2.89% of GDP for Ronald Reagan's oh, tax the 1980s. cut in 1981. Yeah. Right. Um, it's actually only the eighth largest in, I I believe. So in that's kind of a history. whopper, then. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one that they kind of went after him for. Yeah. Um, a I'm bit. glad it's not that big because it's really going to hurt the country. <laughs> well, so, I so in some ways, I'm glad he exaggerated. And it's not true. Slightly relieved. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> and he did say uh, roughly three million workers have already gotten tax cut bonuses. Uh, quote many of them thousands of dollars per worker. Which oh. they sort of said, well, that's up to a thousand. They, yeah, they massaged it a little bit. Was it really would be more accurate to say many of them got hundreds of dollars yeah. because that's what it's going to be. Yeah, Lowe's I think um, said up to a thousand, and it's mostly folks are going to get seventy five dollars. And right, you know, if you've been there twenty years, you're going to get a thousand dollars. Right, ex- yeah. exactly. You know, but which the, is, I mean, that's what companies do. But it's just funny how he's really portraying this. As, well, right, know. and these are the kind of language games that get played in big you know, centerpiece speeches like this. I do, I sort of, it's a bit of a hobby horse of mine, but it seems like every president, Democrat, Republican, and really every politician insists on pegging economic prospects to the stock market index. And it just drives me nuts because the stock market's relationship to bread and butter economy issues for average people is sometimes it's the opposite it's always well yeah it's i mean it's always been tenuous relationship but especially recently i mean the stock market has has boomed it's that quantitative easing all that all that free cash flow yeah. around that's actually done that and it right. and it bids it up it's like having people speculating right right actually it is speculation so i should just leave it alone and well, <laughs> call, call it that but well, yeah yeah so the speculation's going really well it does mean that people are optimistic in some way i think so. well I, the investment class is optimistic yeah. um and i think and i think traditionally you're right is that sort of people you know i guess average folks will look at the stock market to see how you're things are doing i think recently that there's become much more of a jaundiced view about the stock market i mean it's there's a lot more mistrust of especially coming out of the 2008 recession of how well the financial oh, industry is it representing. people lost half their you know if they got out and when it went down they lost half their pension right at that you know for the first two or three out. years yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting to to see the psychology of that you know cryptocurrencies taking a hit this yes. week too, um, and a lot of Bitcoin. people went to uh, crypto, you know, to Bitcoin and places like that, sort of as an alternative economy. Yeah, Bitcoin. I've seen. I've been reading some, you know, a fair amount about it, and sort of reading debates back and forth about how seriously it, it deserves to be taken as a currency. I mean, part of the problem is that it it's so volatile because it's base. It doesn't. It it's not tied to a standard in the same way or that, a country or or a country, right? I mean, I, I mean, I guess you could make similar criticisms about the federal exchange or the federal yeah. reserve. Yeah. But at least there's the appearance of, of and other countries a treat it as if it was, uh, you know, the international currency. Right. So it's it's the the dollar's buying power is in yeah. in many ways it's it's its own surety. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, cryptocurrency is interesting in part because Reserve blockchain currency, technology right. is sort of this, this uh, you know, uh, dis, you know, sort of distributed uh, anonymizing force that I think is interesting to people because it's it removes the relationship between buyer, seller, and currency and makes it possible to do. Which is why uh, Bitcoin was used for a lot of dark net purchases you know if you wanted to buy a you know packet of marijuana from sweden you do it with through through bitcoin for quite a few years but now it's now they're making a push to kind of legitimize it and make it something that you can exchange for currency at was, like your gas station was it ja the japanese cryptocurrency that just disappeared it was like um oh. there was some huge just just disappeared it's like they don't know that it was hacked yeah. or what i think it was japanese right? uh, there was there was one cryptocurrency that um the uh uh the person that ran it basically just shut down their servers i'm gonna i'll i'll look it up over the break but um yeah and it, it was, was within it the was last two really or three strange. weeks it kind of broke right yeah um just so you know the current um worth of a bitcoin is about eighty seven hundred dollars Mm -hmm. That's one coin. One coin, and and coins it had been as high as twenty thousand. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There Month. was a funny story. Uh, the, the guy that um the 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 CEO of Ripple, which is another cryptocurrency, and obviously he has a lot of money in in Ripple. Um, the it shot up so much that he was the richest man in America for five days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And then it dropped again. Should have cashed out. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cash out of my own company. I'm oh gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about having that a run on the, the bank. Ultimate. Yeah, he had like fifty six like million dollars or something like that. Like something billion. Steve million. Wozniak yeah. did that from Apple. He 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 bought Bitcoin when it was like seven hundred. Yeah. For and then cashed out when it hit as one soon of the as early it, peaks. Yeah. And, and, you know, people are like, well, why didn't you stay on it? He's like, I'm not in this, you know, yeah. I'm not trying I'm to build a fortune rich. on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's well, Steve Wozniak. Yeah. Yeah. He literally prints money, prints $2 bills. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the trip. The trouble is you get these up and downs, and, and then you get kind of these mini market panics when people are, um, it's always fun to hang out in, like, the forums when this oh, is going down and yeah. watch people, like, as they're, losing their shirts except then if they stay on they might get it back again yep. the next day yeah it's so, it becomes so like a volatile game of chicken. yeah like who hangs on the longest yeah um even when the investments and are, how are, are they rewarded down. but yeah. um yeah i i see all these stories about people who bought bitcoins back like way back like 10 bitcoins back in the early days and then you know like <laughs> like they lost like their hard drive crashed or something or i mean because it's all online yeah so you can't, something you can't happens. prove it treasury bills are like that now in the olden days olden days <laughs> olden um days. you know 10 or 15 or 20 years ago you would actually get a treasury bond in the mail and mm. you would put it away somewhere and it would you know become uh, would mature now it's just a little electronic record so it's you know that's not it it's not that reassuring actually yeah <laughs> all it takes is one more it, you ever tried to call the government and get a ticket or some tax that you have that's not correct, you know, at the federal level? Can you imagine trying to say, but I had these treasury bills. I really did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got them at work. I don't have any of the serial numbers. I'm sorry. <laughs> who can? Well, although by can... <laughs> the same token, if you got the treasury bill and something happened to it. If it burned, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's sort no of like record of it or no... Well, I think there were some records, but they're not quite like bearer bonds because bearer bonds, if I, mm -hmm. a lot of the drug folks use bearer bonds because 
they're not they're anonymized you can't nobody right, knows who right. has them and if you have it you own it basically so a lot of the drug people hide their money in bearer bonds so. but yeah it's interesting i shouldn't anyway <laughs> i'll leave it at that that's for the bonus show. <laughs> yeah um. <laughs> yeah the son of a vice president of a bank who told me that who was a drug dealer well that's the thing a lot of these financial <laughs> and his father told him how to <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. oh wow there's a <laughs> Yeah. There's a fun story. Well, you know, you don't want to lose the money, right? Because well, he's a banker, yeah. <laughs> even though his son was a drug dealer. Well, that's dealer. the big, you know, a lot of drug kingpins, the quest, the money laundering becomes a serious issue because they yeah, want... to be good at it. Yeah. yeah, and if they want to rise above the street level, they have to figure out how to sort of put a legitimate front out. That's, that's why a lot of the... That's why I'm so interested in, you know, in... Uh, sort of the true crime stories like David Simon's shows because he actually goes into how you sort of, and a lot of it is real estate. Yeah. Real estate, especially in big cities. You're is not a alleging that park. Trump and Russia or anything, right? <laughs> oh, I certainly <laughs> wouldn't ever do that. Uh. <laughs> but I do think that uh, that is part of why we're having such a hard time in these real estate markets is because so many powerful people oh, have investments speculation and it's parked front. in real estate. And yeah. of course they don't want, and that politicians... And the rest of them alike, they don't want regulations that are going to break down that that kind of inflated market because yeah. their value is is tied up in that. One more thing, uh, there is a rash of um, banks that own a lot of property uh, mm-hmm. that that own rental properties, um, and they uh, have exorbitant fees and they and they jack up the the rent price and one of the things that people um are finding that if you have a broken oven usually if you if your oven breaks through no fire of your own then the landlord comes in and fixes it or replaces it uh, with a bank if if they own it then they don't do that or they hard charge to track you a, down who, yeah, who has to come or exactly there. or they they have like one repairman for like I a bunch of I bet they get traded. That sounds like a bubble market right yeah, there. They Basically, trade. yeah. And you have to and the problem with renters is they can't like cash out or anything like that. Right. They're stuck because mm-hmm. they they're paying every every month to, for no equity. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. think that the banks got those properties through the, you know, when the big collapse happened because a lot of banks ended up owning foreclosure? Well, yeah. they owned I assume. Yeah, you think yeah. that's yeah. how they came to it or, or at least Probably. a part of the market. I mean, the, the rent, rental pro- people that own rental properties were underwater just as much as people that own their own homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um some I bet sometimes more so because uh, there's a lot more tied up in a rental property than than a house, and a few people, a few empty apartments, and you're in trouble. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But we do have to uh, come through a break, and we'll play some station promos and PSAs and other announcements, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. This is Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Music. Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. 
Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers. It's programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeo from Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzen. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ashburn by House Turns on Bell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition for the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the piñata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeo from Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzen. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold with Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ashburn. Our house turns on Bell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. 
Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. And we're back here on Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Stefan Ward-Wheaton, executive producer and sit-in host uh, for Michael Dow, who's away in his second week. He should be rejoining us next week, but I'm here with Sue Timberlake. He can get over the wall. Yep. (laughs) He's in Mexico. Yes. (laughs) Well, there you have it. The scoop, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) from John Roberts, who, of course, is here helping us manning manning our... um, online presence and i hope he doesn't try and come back by one of those pot cannons you know that they shoot the bales of <laughs> right they which they it's why the wall needs to be transparent right so you can see those uh, getting ready to over the other side and 20 something feet so the angle is a little short right? yeah so well, <laughs> well we'll have to adjust it for mike we'll have to we'll have to work on that but um quick note you can find us once again online facebook.com slash civil politics radio and also on Twitter, twitter.com slash civilpoliticsfm, excuse me, or just at civilpoliticsfm. And uh, also those uh, two will cross-post. Posts to uh, Facebook will cross-post to Twitter, so you can follow along during the show. And uh, for classic episodes, head to our website, civilpoliticsradio.com. And uh, you can also email us, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. And uh, we do have our hashtag, Civil References, where we post uh, news from sort of approved news sites that uh, we all consider to be reputable and, uh, and well-sourced. And uh, we, uh, Dr. Roberts, did you want to sort of talk a little more about that? Sure. Um, well, yeah, I just want, first I want to give a little shout out uh, to one of our Twitter followers. Uh, I can find it. Okay, here it is. Uh, the Unum Pundit. Um, the, uh, they uh, wrote in and suggested that we add uh, some more sources to our news search, which I think was a great idea. Mm. So we're. Um, I found uh, some more news sources that um, I'm trying to make sure that are on the left and the right, but uh, but still have very factual uh, reporting. So we we as a as a group as a as a show are going to put together a list and we're going to revamp the the new search and those will be the recommended news sources from civil politics awesome stuff yeah yeah we we will continue to be sort of developing that and we're also we're always interested in input if people uh, feel like we we should be including a source that we aren't including or you take exception to a news source that we've included for whatever reason you can always uh, contact us at the aforementioned social media and internet portals because we I, always do that to each other too yes so. <laughs> we, we blame I, each other more than any of our audience i pay attention to all of our social media um i get all the messages i, I receive all the emails i try to read everything um and uh respond so uh like uh, we I just got this message on Twitter. I was like, oh, I should I should look into that. And then I had a nice conversation with them uh, and uh, took their took their uh, suggestions of sources to the to the panel. So uh, we're going to research all of that. And when it is uh, 
revamped, then we will definitely let you know on the website and on the on the Facebook and on the Twitter. And that's what we'll let you know. Good stuff. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Uh, just a quick note. Um, the State of the Union, yeah. uh, I was doing some live blogging. Yes, you were. So uh, if you want to look back, it's the hashtag civil SOTU. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and that's still up there, of course. You can go back and access that. Um, and f- and maybe you'll want to watch again and follow along <laughs> yeah. with our, our <laughs> trademark commentary that you can't find anywhere else. There you go. Every year. Every Do year. it every year. Every year. It's we, true. We're suckers for punishment on oh, civil yeah. politics. I call it the I call the State of the Union the 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 Super Bowl of politics. Oh yeah. <laughs> it basically is. So the new presidents do lay out what they're going to do, whether you like it or not. At least they they put the, put it in the headlines. That so. is basically where they outline their priorities for the yeah. year. Uh, so it is it, no matter who it is or what the speech is, it's going to be important. Yeah, yeah, true that. And uh, he he did go back through a lot of his quote accomplishments, and I I won't go over those here because I didn't write them down. But um, it's it's interesting because uh, Clinton Clinton would do that too. He would go mm. through and you know you'd really for, have forgotten that he did this and he did that and he did right. that. Most of the ones for Trump I recognize because they've been touted for the last six months. So it's you know Clinton actually when he would do his State of the Union I would remember oh yeah that's right he signed that. Yeah, yeah. Obama too. Oh yeah, that's right. He signed L- Lily Ledbetter that first week. He was on. Right, you know, you right. forget by the time you get to the end of the year. Well, yeah, and that is the role of these speeches is to be sort of a, you know, a summary in yeah. many ways, a kind of an abstract of, poli- of the political year that the presidency has had. But you, but of course, the opposition always gets their response. And oh yes. <laughs> this time, the Democrats pick Joe Kennedy the third who's a, Mass- a, a Massachusetts Democrat serving in the House of Representatives. And, of is course... He Robert's is Robert's son? I think he's Robert's son. I right? believe he's Robert's son, yes. Yeah. Robert right. Jr.'s Robert son. Ju- yeah, RF, RF, RFK. Yeah. Um, uh, RFK Jr. That's me. not a dynasty, um, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, many would say that it is. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I have to say it is an interesting choice coming off of... Uh, uh, an the criticisms which, of yeah yeah in which the the Democratic Party was talking a lot about dynastic politics and sort of the and there's a gen a strong generational split I think yeah. between a lot of people on the left and the sort of in the liberal center I guess um, yeah and I always pointed out that the Bushes were a dynasty because it was father and son and right. brother and where's the Clintons. That's not really a dynasty. From my perspective, it's not generational in the sense that it's from one generation. They make their Mm. money. They, you know, they set up their children to be in the... Chelsea says, hold my wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea Chelsea will be, you know, sort of a Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to see what happens with the next generation of the Obamas as Malia and Sasha come of age. It'll be interesting to see. Or maybe Michelle Obama will... uh, I mean, she's famously averse to politics, so I don't see it likely, but... Shaking um, his head, no. Yeah, <laughs> if she does, then I'll no. I there's no I way would, I would be shocked. I mean, I think she would be make a great senator just from her poise. I don't know about her. About She'd have her. to be drag kicking and screaming. Yeah, it, basically, she yeah. She, she she'd really rather be it. a lot more effective. Yeah. I think. <laughs> she'd yeah. Well, maybe that's true. Can you imagine? I mean, look at all the retirements this year in the House and Senate. It's yeah. it's, it's it's gathering. Trey Gowdy from South Carolina, a Republican congressman from a fairly safe. 
yeah. conservative seat in South Carolina is retiring, which is interesting to me. And he's been a little mean-spirited, and he seems to be having fun being mean-spirited. So, you know, he's not the kind that I would think right. would just would, would kind of he seemed slink off. Sort of like ISIS. Daryl Isis loved poking people with a stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yet yeah. he retired. To, yeah, it's funny because... Daryl Isis, I can understand, because they've been going after him, and his district has been getting... Oh, okay, so it was he, a local he, issue. When he was first yeah. elected, his district was a safe Republican district, and with the political changes in Southern, in the San Diego area, it's becoming very more blue. So uh-huh. he's, I think he had a big target on his back. But you're right that yeah. he he was a real catbird, especially uh, oh. in the House Intelligence oh, Committee. He just he, he was went after everybody. So many people. Yeah, yeah. it was it was relentless. Um, By the way, a little note: um, we probably won't go to this, but um, Northern Car- uh, California they just did a huge roundup of businesses. Ice just did a huge. Oh. I just saw a piece this afternoon. They just did it, and that's all I know about it. Rounding but, people up. Yeah, yeah, going to businesses and rounding up people asking for their papers. So, seventy-seven businesses. Seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a chilling sort of fact of life. I think in a lot of these places. Yeah. For uh, you know, for the next few years at least. Uh, but. <laughs> and yet, I don't. I don't hear anything about the business owners, which is interesting. They they never go after the business. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the enforcement mechanisms may be different to state by state, I'd, and it. Of course, we're talking about ICE, which is a federal agency, so yeah. they you know they they have their own agenda. But I don't know. Is does ICE have a mandate to prosecute? Because it's one thing if you're going if you're uh, if if they're empowered to find people who are here without proper documentation. It's another thing to prosecute employers for a violation of labor law. Yeah. Does that would fall under, I would think, DOL or... Or that um, check ID or ID check, you know, where you put the Social Security number in and you get back and it needs to match the person and all that, which right. has never really been enforced. But that that's on the books. I mean, it is... Sure. Yeah. But I just always find it interesting that they go after the folks and not the employer. Who's really making the money off it? Well, exactly. That's where the yeah. profit is. And that's where the incentive for illegal yeah. immigration comes from, from the business side, yeah. is the cheap labor. Yeah. Um, but I, we're sidebarring a little bit. Sorry. I do want to go back and... <laughs> what did you think of Joe Kennedy's... Uh, Joe Kennedy's third's it. response? I It's very hard to have listened to a whole hour and a half speech and then go into another right. one. Yeah. But I thought it was a it was interesting choice of a school down in Fall River, I think, which I don't know. Right. Is that even in his district? I don't think I, it is. I think it... Um, I'll have to check eighth? on that. I forget which... I think he's from that part of the state, the south, kind of southeastern... So sure. um, yeah. Part, but Fall yeah. River is kind of a less prominent city, sort of more post-industrial yeah, working class. Yeah, used to be a um, fishing, right? Uh, big fishing, big Portuguese population, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But he's, I, I think, the choice of him is interesting because, on the one hand, he's a younger guy, he's what thirty-seven, yeah. I think, yeah. and he has red hair, which you know, <laughs> <has red> hair. <laughs> and hey, they're going extinct. From don't what count I understand. those gingers out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, someone actually got in trouble for for calling him a, a like a, a stinking little ginger or something like that. Oh, oh wow. dear. Yeah. Oh well, I certainly I certainly Hilarious. wouldn't append those adjectives in front of it. But see, I grew up in the age um, of Maureen O'Hara, and red hair is quite becoming. So we'll leave it at that. So it still is for yeah. many people. Um, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but on the other hand, he's tied to this. Very old, and uh, I mean old in in current political memory. Yeah, uh, democratic the, the Kennedy, yep. 
And I think I thought it was kind of an interesting, I I saw it as an attempt to bridge that gap because you have this big generational divide, also a divide between the democratic establishment and sort of the grassroots uh, activists. Oh, so he could tie uh, the tie the groups together by. I think that reference. was the calculation, and also some somebody else made the point. I don't remember where I saw this, but that you didn't see any of the big presidential contenders on the Democratic side who are sort of eyeing like Gillibrand, Booker, yeah. Sanders, Warren, because to give any one of them that prominence to or give or to response, damage them, because a lot of times it's or that, very hard yeah. to. It, it's just you just don't have the audience in the cachet. Right. So right. you there want... There seems to be these weird gaffes that the, the opposition... Yeah. Like uh, Bobby Jindal's kind of stumbled a little bit. Um, who is the guy who was drinking w- too much water? Um, Rubio. Rubio, thank you. Marco, Marco Rubio, Rubio was, was like... Just yeah. looked like he had cotton mouth or something. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, it's kind of this sort of difficult... Difficult thing to nail. To do I well. mean, I thought he did. I thought I, he was as well a as you can do. Yep. Speaker, yeah, and he he sort of was provided this very forthright uh, opposition rebuttal yep. tool. You know, which it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how Democrats find someone with a voice that is a clear alternative to Trump's because yeah. and what, gets traction and gets traction and yeah. can sort of take rhetorical ground back from him because one one thing Trump does and I think does well is to kind of uh, flood the zone if you will take a football term because it's the Super Bowl is coming up um, oh, that's this weekend yeah <laughs> Philly versus uh, Boston but I actually have a wager with a friend in Philly oh really yeah we'll okay. see somebody's right. gonna get somebody's gonna get dinner okay good that's a good <laughs> the that's Eagles a good wager. she said they're the Eagles they're not the Eagles the Eagles, uh, <laughs> Eagles yeah just sort of New Jersey <laughs> South Philly accent the Eagles doesn't matter oh <laughs> they I'm going to win, right? Is that what you're saying? Because I bet on the, you know, Pats, of course. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Smart money goes where smart money goes. I'm sorry, where are we right now? We are legally obligated to say go Pats, go Pats. (laughs) I don't know. You get get further out in Western Mass, things get a little more interesting sports-wise. they're weird. (laughs) Yeah, Western Mass. Who who knows about those people? Those are are hill people. (laughs) We don't talk to them. Please, they're the Highlanders. Highlanders. (laughs) They're just cutting each other's heads off. That's what's going on. Um, Okay. Well, we've gone (laughs) off We've digressed to the Pats. Well, the Kennedys to the Pats. Patriots, it makes... So where we're... Oh, yeah, we're talking about... Right. Um, Yeah, so finding somebody who can... Yes, Joe the Third, Kennedy. um, But finding somebody who can uh, sort of be, you know, cut through Trump's kind of palaver, I guess, if you will. His, you know, his tendency to just kind of keep going, kind of set the rhetorical tone of whatever... You know, whatever debate he's part of, or I mean, that's going to be, I think, the real challenge because that was his trick in both the primaries and the general was just kind of taking control of the conversation. Yeah. So you, you got to find somebody who could take it back from him. I think maybe um, a TV uh, personality or something. I just want to say uh, one more thing. Uh, I really appreciated them putting a younger politician mm-hmm. specifically uh someone that was under 40 so did uh, I. someone that that's an up-and-comer uh it it was really it was really important to me that 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 was part of their message that and that it was it was a very inclusive message too yeah right um uh with with gender with with race with um uh where you're like it there was they hit mm-hmm. a lot of points 
Um, so and quick, he was what twenty minutes or less. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was very fast. So uh, that the the age thing that really, mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to the show, you know my feelings about um, older politicians. But uh, <laughs> so that that really was, um, that was really great. Um, I will so. say having a an older uh, not not um, I mean they're not a super old dynasty, but having a an established a, a, a figure from that kind of establishment who's a white man for a means. I don't I don't think it undercuts that message, but I would like to see more younger voices coming from the part you know the party that is up and coming, which is predominantly people of color and has lots of women. I mean, it's going to be. I know it's taking time for the Democratic Party to change, but this administration, particularly, is a very good way to highlight that difference. Difference. Yeah. So I mean, and, and it's the first State of the Union. Um, we're going into an election. This is an election year, so we'll see how that change is going forward. But um, I think there is some room for improvement there. Speaking for myself, um, and we are coming up to the end of our time. <gasps> That's it. <laughs> yeah, we we are. We, we gotta ma- have to make room here in a minute for uh, DJ Wendy and Subculture, which is coming on at eight. Sue, do you have any sort of last thoughts? No, I agree for- with you about the youth. Uh, sort of people coming. I, I really believe that it's it's the people that are coming up. I always tell you guys this, but that it's really the new ideas and the new folks and you really do I I you know Steny Hoyer's a nice guy but you know when it, when he rolls out from the house to do something cuz he's been right. the whip for a gazillion oh, years yeah. I just tune out and I love politics because I just I don't want to hear from the same old the same folks again yeah it's t- it's time for a new guard and that happened with clinton clinton when he came in it was like a new day mm-hmm. it was the boomers coming in coming into their own now it's time for the boomers to go Yes. And, <laughs> and it's time for you guys to... <laughs> I, I'm really curious to see what the big, the first big millennial president is going to yeah. be. Because we, we're like coming. Trudeau. We're coming. Yeah, like Trudeau in <laughs> yeah, Canada. Right. right. We're, coming. we're coming. You are. We're counting you, on sooner it. Sooner or later, it's, it's going to happen. We're and, uh, counting on you. Some of us are preaching. What is it? Run! <laughs> we can't run. We have walkers. <laughs> it's a shuffle. Every day I'm shuffling. All right. All right. We got to cut this out. Uh, <laughs> Civil politics every uh, brought to you every Friday night, uh, 7 to 8, here on Valley for Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton, 103.3 FM. Also find us online, civilpoliticsradio.com. So uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, have a good night. Go, Pat. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.